Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning, warning. We gotta stop us! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings. Time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part, and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, by all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop, and you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine revolution radio where information never sleeps you call down the thunder well now you've got it right. you tell them i'm coming and hell's coming with me you hear hell's coming with me revolution radio Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Nightlight. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can ever guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. We're going to be doing readings tonight. I have Michelle Avanti with me again tonight, and we are um, doing what we normally do, so there is a lottery as far as the phone numbers you can call. Um, Things have switched around just a little bit, and, and, you know, you have to kind of roll with the punches. So, for the next two hours, the phone number, the call-in number, will be 928-202-4608. I know I posted other numbers a while, well, earlier today, but um, this number felt like it was a better number. It's almost like playing the lottery. This number should work with us tonight, (laughs) so we're going to cross our fingers. Um, Michelle is a published certified planetary systems analyst, consulting metaphysician, and ordained minister. And in her spare time, she does lots of other things, too. She's taught and consulted in many areas of metaphysics. Uh, She's lectured and given more than 15,000 live consultations on radio, television, and at seminars and workshops across America. And her columns have appeared in newspapers and magazines since 1985. She is talented. She is gifted. She is an amazingly good sport, um, as I have found since I have been having um, adventures with Skype these days. So welcome to the show yet again, Michelle. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, nobody fell off yet. This is great. (laughs) See, we're going to master this yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I figure given enough time, energy, and the right phone number, we'll be just fine. Um, I, you know, I gave out the number people can call and I did, I did repost it. So hopefully people will realize that there is another secret number to get into the show tonight. Uh, but you know, uh, until, until somebody calls, I did want to talk with you a little bit. 
it's been galactically absolutely weird out there with with um eclipses and full moons and meteors and and we have another eclipse coming up what what is happening is you know where is the stability (laughs) you know it's 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 just a period in time where there's huge change going on that's what's happening it it is what it is we are uh in a zone in time where we've got you know um uranus and Pluto doing their dance. And uh, so that's not a very stable combination. Anytime you have Uranus active, uh, it's all kinds of instability, revolutions, sudden experiences, uh, things that you have no expectations or understanding of uh, tend to happen. And with Pluto involved, we have uh, transformation caused by those sudden unexpected revolutionary uh, need for freedom experiences. So Pluto blows things up and uh, transforms things. And Pluto, of course, has been traveling through Capricorn. And uh, in Capricorn, it's a statement of transformation of things that you have known as stable for a long, long time. Uh, Capricorn represents governments, religions, uh, any kind of structure, anything that has been a structure, you know. And, yeah, that uh, which that which we have depended upon for stability. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we had expectations of being there forever. You mm-hmm. know, if you take a look at the things that ISIS has done, uh, where they have literally destroyed antiquities, um, Pluto and Capricorn. It's a horrible statement. That's probably the worst kind of that statement. But Uranus making a square which is a hard aspect, uh, a difficult or challenging aspect to Pluto says that uh, sudden unexpected need for freedom, sudden unexpected breakthroughs uh, will uh, activate this Pluto. uh, So it will cause transformation that maybe uh, if it involves Mars, could be war, could be terrorist attacks. Uh, Right now it doesn't actually uh, involve them. However, uh, Mars is at 17 degrees Aries and Uranus is at 21 and Pluto is at 18. So it's darn close. <laughs> darn wow. close. Uh, they are actually in a pattern right now that uh, could uh, activate something that uh, we have uh, not wanted to see. Um, Mars moves pretty rapidly. So, you know, you're looking over from now through the next week. Um, there could be something that activates that could be challenging. But it could also just be the protests, and we're in a new state of consciousness, so we like to think of things as being positive rather than negative, and uh, certainly as uh, individual lights, which each of us are, we hope we'll continue to work on focusing on those good things, because every time we have a good thought, a loving thought, a happy thought, we promote that um, People think that they're just thinking in their head, but in reality, we activate the auric field, the magnetics, and the interaction through the aura of all the planet, you know. So you're connecting with everybody and you're lifting people. So when we activate fear, we do the same thing and we bring people down. So it's, it's our responsibility to try as best as we can to look for the positive in every experience. And when we do, yeah. we help so many people. So it's, it's a challenging time. But, you know, 
who would want to play the game of life and uh, always have it boring? <laughs> <laughs> it is anything but boring these days. Um, yeah. We have a, we have a caller um, okay, two oh three three six four. Hi, you're on the air. Who is this, please? My name is Candace. Hi, Hi Candace. Candace. How how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. How um, I think. What do you need from Candace, Michelle? Uh, date of birth, time of birth, location of birth. It would be December thirty first, nineteen fifty three. Okay. Three fifteen a.m. Three fifteen a.m. Correct. Okay. In Newton, N-E-W-T-O-N, Massachusetts. Three fifteen a.m. in Newton. So where is Newton, Massachusetts? Is that it's north a suburb of-, of Boston? Oh, it is a suburb. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. Or is it north of Boston? <laughs> I don't really know. I I was born there, but then I moved uh, to Cohasset, at you know shortly thereafter, and then Connecticut. All right. Well, let's let's take a look at what your chart looks like in terms of what's happening in the world today, because that's the way I like to look at it. You know, where we get to see everything and not just a little bit. Uh, Candace, you want to turn your computer down? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. So when we look at your chart, you know, when I look at a chart, I like to see the planets in action, okay? The planets that are in the sky that are moving, how are they activating your chart? Are there any significant activations that I see on the angles? It's the very first thing I look at because those are very powerful, transformative things. Fortunately, you don't really have anybody right there. You have your north node uh, or the north node, not your north node, but the north node, which is a point in space, has uh, is in the process of going over your midheaven. You have a midheaven at 29 degrees of Leo, which is indicative that in this lifetime career and your face to the public, uh, the way you're seen by the public, that you have a determination as soul to be seen as a leader in this lifetime, to be seen as someone who uh, can take charge and do it well. So I hope that you have been accomplishing that. I haven't looked through your chart to see if you have, but you would know this. Uh, Right now, Saturn is traveling through your second house. So this is a time where, you know, saving money is the key and being careful with money is wise. You were born with a a lovely congregation in that house. You have the sun, uh, Venus, and Mercury. And this is the house of money. This is where our income comes in and also how we spend it. You have Sagittarius on the cusp. And even though your sun and your Mercury and your Venus are all in Capricorn, Capricorn's great about saving money and hanging on to it and um, and, and usually, usually uses it very wisely. They're, they're not um, – uh, they don't just spend it. But coming through Sagittarius, any activation of these by any of the uh, fire signs would probably cause you to – let go pretty fast and easily, especially if it meant travel or if it meant spirituality or religion or or if it meant um, a learning, higher learning, education, or those would be key things that might trigger you to spend your money. So, But during this period of time while Saturn's going through, the key word is hang on to it. Pluto has been in this house moving on to the third, and uh, it'll take a while to get to the third, but... 
this tells me that over the last few years, probably the last five years, you've been going through a transformation in the way that you look at the things you value and also your income. And uh, so you may have made some changes. I should ask you, I mean, I'm just kind of running through this, but uh, did you have a key question that you wanted me to look at? Oh, no, not necessarily. I'm more, you know, just more of kind of where I am and, and where I might be going headed and things to watch out for. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's great. Um, looking one of the statements that I always like to see in the last uh, four and a half months, your moon progressed uh, into Pisces. So you went from that Aquarian moon, which can be very friendly and very um, con- uh, talking a lot and connecting with people and networking to this moon in Pisces, which is more uh, going to calm it down, relax more, take more time to be with yourself and and maybe go into different kinds of meditation or or uh, doing things that at home uh, the moon is uh, in your fourth house. So you may find yourself sleeping more and uh, and that's fine. That'll go on, you know, for another, what, um, 24, 26 months. So, uh, and well, it's just a period of time and we go, we all go through these different periods over a lifetime. So, but uh, it's always interesting to watch them and to recognize where you're at, especially when you've just recently changed, changed signs mm. because we go from a very active lifestyle to a different one. And then at some point we look back and say, hmm, what, is there something wrong with me? No, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's, it's just uh, cycles. Oh. Uh, so... Can yeah. I jump in here a second? Sure, sure. Um, it, it, it really feels like this is really a special year for you as well, that there is a new awareness that is that is opening you up to the potential of lots of new beginnings. And, and I would, you know, try to stay really open to going outside of the box more so than ever before, because the potential for growth here is just phenomenal. And it it feels like you're coming to a time where I, I would almost say there's a a transitional um, consciousness shift and change here, and, and that happens in the September time frame. And it really feels like it sets you free to to really begin to be the person that you know you were supposed to be. Oh, that's wonderful. So so you know, change absolutely uh, <laughs> transformation. Yep. But but a real major shift that is going to take you out of your comfort zone. But but enjoy the ride. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. And there's a, there's an interesting uh, statement here too. You know, we were we started talking about where Uranus and Pluto are in the sky and how we're going through this time. Well, Uranus is activating your Pluto in your natal chart, and it's a trining action, not. A, a, a square so it's, it's a very soft it's a very opening it's a door opening action so you may have some tremendous revelation that takes place uh, an intuitive experience or as a result of a change of direction when you're doing something uh, out of the box socializing uh, there could be an opportunity for you to transform and maybe open up to more fun than you have had that would be a nice change <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, th- thanks for calling, Candace. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Have a great night. Goodbye.
Bye bye now. Okay, eight oh four seven five eight. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, this is Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. You, uh, um, Michelle. Date of birth. You... <laughs> it's my birthday, three March twenty sixth, nineteen fifty five. March twenty sixth. Two... So your birthday's coming up. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Two seventeen a.m. in the morning. Two seventeen a.m. Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville. Oh, we know where that is. <laughs> Let's take a look and see what we see. <laughs> it's always it's always a a gift to be able to look at someone's chart. It's an honor. Yeah, and um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and just before I get started on it, let me ask you this: Is there anything in particular? I see you've had Pluto go over your ascendant here not too long ago. Woo woo! That wasn't hard. <laughs> that was a hard experience. Anytime we have Pluto going over our ascendant, it's almost like we feel like we're dying. And and I've even had students ask me, "Will I die?" And I go, "No, no, you won't, but you might feel like it." <laughs> so that's been a few years back, but. Um, that's that's always challenging. Uh, Saturn is in your 12th, and so uh, that can bring up old issues. It's uh, basically on top of your north node, your progressed north node. So issues of your father and your mother, your family, um, you might find yourself having these things come up in your psyche. And you might actually start seeing how you might in life sabotage yourself as a result of things that you learned or I don't even want to say learned, but adopted perhaps from your father or mother. So this is a real key time to take a look because your North Node uh, tells me, the progressed one tells me that this is a time where you want to achieve uh, a, a new experience or an expanded view of the universe of how we come out of the closet and can be seen in our own spiritual nature or how we come out of the closet and can see the world from a higher view. It's just, um, it's a like really getting nice my own, Getting some independence back from the family. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So this is like, you can see that in the chart. And so you're going to, push forward and and I think that's a really wonderful thing it's expansive for you uh, your natal north node is zero degrees of Capricorn so that's a statement that says you want to learn to be in control over all these past lives over all this old karma I want to go beyond it that's the statement so it's a pretty exciting statement yeah I'm tired of it <laughs> <laughs> well I'm sure you're going to get to where you want to go it's just you have certain determination you know your moon is in Taurus so and your Mars is in Taurus you are one determined individual you're not somebody who when you have a need you are the kind of individual who will emotionally push yourself to get where you need to go when everybody else says uh, step back you'll say I don't think so <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> yeah so, well it's good you know it's good to be able to achieve and, of course, your son is an Aries, so your your mom and dad didn't get along all that well. Uh, they were <laughs> really at each other, and that was a very uh-huh. stressful way to grow up. But that causes you in your psyche to have a kind of a, 
sometimes you go back and forth. You go, should I need? To, I should get out there and I should try new things. And another part of you says, no, I should really. I'd rather stay here and be comfortable in my own home. Let me get just comfortable. So you kind of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real uh, tug of war sometimes. It is. So, you, you know, the, the key is if you're aware of these two parts of yourself, um, try to work things out with you. And you can do this by the moon sign if you watch where the moon is every day and just kind mm-hmm. of play it out for each month. Get an astrological calendar. And whenever the moon is in an earth sign or a water sign, that's the time for you to take care of yourself at home and stay home. And when it's in a fire sign or an air sign, that's your time to get out. That will oh, help that's you. fascinating. Yeah, that will help you balance it, especially in the okay. early part of the signs. So when you see the moon going into Taurus, for example, you would say, mm-hmm. that's going to be my time to have a nice bath, stay home, eat great meals, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm very good with structure. <laughs> Well, that's 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 good. Yeah, you know, your North Node says I will do structure in this lifetime. I'm going to find a way to make it happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's good stuff. Uh, your Mercury, on nice. the other hand, you were born with it in Pisces, so you have one creative mind, very intuitive mind, could be a very psychic mind. Uh, you have a lot of potential there to create whatever the universe offers. You can create it into something better. And right now, Neptune is sitting right on top of your mercury so you should be able to if you take the time to do any kind of vision work or meditation work you should be able to get all kinds of insights you should have them just coming in uh you're rolling through like the tv cameras just on i believe it i believe it i mean that's just 11 degrees i mean that's a master number on top of it and then it's (laughs) just sitting right on right on your mercury wow (laughs) So it, that and Neptune does not move quickly, <laughs> so it'll be there a little <laughs> while more, right on, and and then uh, okay. it will go forward, come back, and it'll make a few passes. It's, it's not a one-time deal. So, hmm. and uh, Uranus is at twenty-one degrees Aries right now, and it's approaching your fourth house cusp. It won't get there for a little while. It'll be another uh, probably two years, but. Uh, when it does, you're gonna. You may say, "I think it's time for me to get up and make a change." And your change might be just changing the way your entire house looks, or it may literally be that you'll choose to move. Uh, your honest does not make your home feel stable. It doesn't make your dream state stable. When you go to sleep at night, you you'll find yourself moving around more. So take advantage of that and just do things to make change so that you can be more comfortable. Gotcha. So. Anything else I want to say? Um, uh, Your progressed moon is at 18 Leo. So you've been in the Leo zone with the moon. And the moon in Leo is fun. Uh, It has a need to socialize. It has a need to connect. It has a need for love. And remember, love is a lot bigger than just between two people. Love uh, is everything that we love, from our hobbies to our people. (laughs) To our dogs, to our horses. Exactly. All of them. Uh, so, you know, you've been enjoying that and you've got still another, why, 20, uh, no, another 12, another year before you're going to go into the next sign. So you, you'll enjoy that for another year. And then it will go into Virgo and you'll find yourself uh, paying more attention 
uh, to help things. So I would highly recommend before it actually gets into Virgo, just as you come to the end, uh, so this time, uh, go back a month from this time next year. And Mm -hmm. during that time, start taking a look at your health and start making sure you're doing all the good things you need to do to be healthy. Because when the progress moon goes into Virgo and it's going to eventually square your your sixth house cusp, which is your house of health, you want to make sure that you get your health health in order previous to that. If you do that, you're not going to have – you'll minimize anything that will come up. I I understand. Good. Good good stuff. Well, I, I wish you good fortune. I thank you. It sounds it, it it all sounds good. I think it, you're it, on the road. It, you know, Jupiter's <laughs> getting ready to when Ju, Jupiter's in retrograde right now, but it's going to go direct. Uh, what is it? Uh, come May, I think. And when mm-hmm. it goes direct, it's going to within a few months it will go over your your natal Neptune. So while Neptune is on your Mercury, you're going to have Jupiter going over your Neptune. Holy moly! You will be the psychic during that period in time. Uh, oh, I get, I, I can, I can, I can do, I can, maybe I could do some channeling and it actually makes sense. It would not surprise <laughs> me at all. And you may also want, you might feel driven to intuitively go to a different place or go to a different spiritual spot or who knows what you'll choose to do. But I mean, there, there could be a learning curve there. You might find yourself meeting someone that you find gives you tremendous uh, information and helps you move to another level psychically and spiritually. Fantastic. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Good fortune to you. Take care. Same to you, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling, Jean. Bye-bye. Okay. We have Wally with us as well. Hi, Wally. How's it doing? Had to hit the mute button. Very well, Barbara. How are you tonight? Doing well. Michelle's going to need to have your birthday. birthday. (laughs) (laughs) When's your birthday, Wally? Hi, Michelle. Uh, March 8th, 1957. Oh, wow. So your birthday is almost here. Wow. The the firecock is a Chinese New Year. Yes. And I was born in Muskegon, Michigan. Okay, I didn't catch the time. Did you tell me a time? 6.57 a.m., shift change in the nursing ward. 6.57 a.m. And could you spell the name of the city? I didn't quite catch it. M-U-S-K-E-G-O-N, Muskegon. Oh, Muskegon, okay. And the state is what? Muskegon what? Michigan. Michigan. I should know that, but I don't. I do now. Okay, let's go take a look, Wally. Are you still in Michigan? I'm still in Michigan. I just happen to be 60 miles north on the south branch of the Pier Marquette River. Wow. I'm a Pisces and I love water. Yeah. Well, let's take a look and see Pisces. We love Pisces. My dad was a Pisces. All right, you were born with the sun on the ascendant. How interesting. And you have uh, Venus and Mercury together, all in Pisces. Very psychic combination. Very intuitive about who you are. And other people will look at you that way as well. And right now, Neptune has been traveling and it is approaching your sun. But it is probably active anyway. So you've probably been experiencing a lot of psychic experiences uh, highly intuitive. Um, well, Neptune's in your sign. It's been active in your sign for a while, so 
how did your life change over the last six years? It, you know, I just, it's been a struggle. Wow. It's been a struggle. I, I don't know if there's something blocking, something I'm not doing right. Um, I, I feel I have everything, but I, I, I don't. Well, let me take a look at why you're saying that because I'm not seeing that from, uh, you know, sun in the first house should should give you, a, you know, a little oomph. It should make you feel pretty good about yourself because that means that the sun at the moment you were born was just getting ready to touch the horizon line. And that usually brings a lot of joy and a lot of light. Uh, you, your sun is in, unfortunately, uh, it's in an opposition to Jupiter. So Jupiter's not giving you everything it w- would like to deliver to you. So sometimes you struggle with uh, uh, relationships and, uh, and, and that, that can be difficult. Your Jupiter also involves career. So it can be a struggle with uh, who you are in terms of your career as well as picking up relationships or one-on-one connections with people through your career. So, And that's that statement, it's a Virgo Pisces statement. So it, it, it's not as grounded as it needs to be. It's like you want to be grounded, but you're, you're picking up information and it's not grounding. So... I don't know that people are really seeing you for who you are. Michelle, it's like a carrot being dangled in front of me. Wow. I just can't grab that carrot. And I, I just, you know, I feel what you're saying. I feel good about myself. But there's just something there. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, you were born with Jupiter in Virgo, which Jupiter doesn't really know what to do in Virgo. And Ju- Jupiter gives you everything. It's all the gifts. And uh, it's in an opposition to your your son, so that's a bit of a struggle. Let's see what else it's doing. You know, you well, you know, I know where it is in the sky. Let's see if it can bring you something. <laughs> I'd like to see that. So let's take a look. So, You're about to you so have high. a Saturn, a Jupiter so return, high. and and Jupiter is right now making uh, a sextile to your midheaven. So there there is a possibility that something should come up for you here right in this time zone Jupiter is in retrograde so it's actually facing your part of fortune so if you are looking for anything in terms of career this is a time uh, where I would step it up and I would go ahead and go for it Um, you know whether you want to ask somebody for a raise or you want to try something different this is a time where I'd say you know go for it and it's going to come around again because Jupiter's got to go all the way back and then it's going to turn around and come forward. So probably I'm going to guesstimate. You could email me and I could get this closer. But um, I'm going to say probably around September it should be back right on this uh, on this uh, part of fortune. And then it will be direct. So the opportunity should be very strong at that point. And also Saturn will have moved out of the way. Right now you have Saturn traveling through your house of career and and that kind of says, I have to work hard, I have to work hard. It doesn't really let up, and it can make you feel not excited. Uh, kind of makes you cold towards career and not excited to get up and go to work. But uh, Saturn actually is about to give you an opportunity. It's about to try your Pluto. So there could be something, again, I'm saying there could be some opportunity that will open up for you. I'd love to pin this down for you and get the exact date. Uh, 
I, I, I would like to get in touch with you because uh, I, I need to move Saturn out of the way before the end of March. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I know, really I've, heard, I've heard people ask me to do things like that before, but I can't. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, with, oh, gosh, the, that's funny. with the second eclipse coming up now, when we have full moons and all the eclipses we went through last year, this year, I feel them coming up. I feel them going down. Oh, well. And I well, you know, the one that's coming up in August is enormous. We, is there not one coming up somewhere around uh, the 26th or 27th? That's not, it's, it's not one that I'm overly concerned about. The one that I'm most concerned about is the one on the 21st, uh, 21st of August. Uh, we had one uh, that just was here on the 26th. But uh, August 21st is a total solar eclipse. You'll be able to actually see it in the United States if you're along the path. And the path runs from uh, Salem, Oregon to Paducah, Kentucky, I think. Yep, yep, yep. I did see that. Yeah, so I, don't, I, I think you're going to be too far north perhaps to see it. You might see part of it. But uh, that eclipse is huge to have a solar eclipse come across the path of the united states according to the ancients it means there may be a lot of difficulties in this country it's not an omen that we get excited about although taking pictures of it is exciting <laughs> but it's um, yeah and if you're sensitive to them well i would kind of bolster up the good news is you know you're going to be safe jupiter at at that point in time is actively participating in your life in a very positive way so i don't see anything negative that would be coming towards you personally okay what's going to happen in the united states that's another story entirely we don't want to go there you know i live my life with forgiveness uh, with kindness i'm giving and you know I <laughs> you are pisces god bless you <laughs> <laughs> you know i i everybody around me in fact i got a buddy that when he introduces me this is my millionaire friend wally mm. and i know i have everything right there but i just trying to find the key to open that door has just been you know i, I it's i don't know if i'm doing something wrong. i can i can tell you you know and i'm not saying this just for you i'm going to say it for just about everyone who's listening it's a subconscious key uh, it's not something that's conscious and, you, and it invariably will go back to your mother and father. In your case, your mother and father also, they're not, you know, they were not in as difficult an aspect as one of the earlier callers, but they're still in a difficult aspect. They, Your parents, they didn't get along as well as we'd like them to say they did. You're correct so, there. So that's, that, that's challenging and... Uh, and in your childhood somewhere, you if you would open up the door to hear that and you have the ability to hear it, um, you could get that key. And um, there are a lot of tools out there now that will help you get to it. There's a, a – what's his name? Dr. Uh, Darren uh, Weissman just put out a book not too long ago that's called uh, The Code to Your Subconscious Mind or The Key to Your Mind, A, a Code to Subconscious. So you might look that up. Um, you can get this information now 
in ways that wasn't available before. And there are, of course, EFT can also help you with it. Uh, Darren's stuff is uh, newer, a little newer. But uh, what we have to learn to do is give ourselves the freedom to look at the traumas from our childhood. And it's not always easy to do. But if you allow yourself to go there and go as a, a watcher instead of a participant, in other words, it's like you want to roll your life through a microfish, like you're watching a little movie and know that you're separate from it. It's not can't hurt you. You're just going to watch it. And if you can do that, you can find the trauma and then you can start releasing it and you can release it by activating the meridian points in the body. Uh, Weissman does it by using the mudra, which is from the American Sign Language, the the hand signal for I love you. And it's uh, your thumb is out, your index finger is up, and your pinky is up. The other two fingers are rolled back. That symbol is I love you. And if you will look at the trauma and just point that symbol at your heart and keep repeating that you love you you'll start to release that trauma we all need to do it we all have trauma some much minor some so significant it's almost terrifying to me so that would be really helpful to you right now your progressed moon is uh getting late in uh leo so it's it's been quincunx your son which means you've been having a lot of stress your emotionals uh, saying we want to go have fun and your son saying i don't know that we are worthy of it i don't know yes. that we yes. have right to it so what you want to do is start saying i love you and you have a right to it <laughs> you need to wake up every morning and everybody who's listening needs to do this Wake up every morning and say, I am a divine being. I am loved eternally. I have an entourage of angels and ancestors and divine beings around me who will help and guide me and protect me and show me the way to have fulfillment and joy every moment of my life, as long as I choose it. So, practice that. I will do that. Now, the the hand signal for I love you was was what now? Yeah, you put your thumb out. You can use this on either hand. It doesn't matter. Okay. Put your thumb out and put your uh, index finger up so that you're creating an L. Okay. Okay? That L stands for love. The next two fingers are rolled back into your hand and your pinky is straight up so that your index finger and your pinky are making the symbol of you. Yep. And this stands for I love you. Okay. Okay. Thank, okay. You. Thank you. Oh, I wish you good fortune. Email me and let me know how you're doing. And I can, uh, and if you email me and ask me, Michelle, what, when is that Jupiter going to activate my, um, activate my part of fortune exactly come September? I will look it up for you. Okay. Yeah, I stay in touch with Barbara. In fact, we, we spoke this morning. And uh, um, just a wonderful lady. I enjoy listening to her. I respect her and, and listen to what she says. And and she talked highly of you being on the show tonight. I said, well, I'll call in. And, and uh, a lot of times I don't understand the astrological, but you explain it very well. You're well, right. I, I, I hope. This, this, this 
planets here, this planet's there. I have no idea what that means. But you... That's okay. I, the reason I always say it is because there's some of the listeners are studying astrology and, and they, it helps them understand. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling, Wally. Yeah. Thank you, Barbara. And hey, Keith, how are you? <laughs> okay, we got to move. Let this mutant kind of hang in here. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right. I knew that we would get this next caller. Um, just not a doubt in the world when she saw you were on. So, hi, Noreen. How are you doing? Oh, Barbara, how are you guys? And Wally and Keith and everybody. Michelle, thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you so much. Oh, it's great. We love it. (laughs) Tell me your date of birth, Noreen. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been studying astrology a long time, and I was listening to your wonderful uh, um, aspect analysis and progressions. I'm a 326-64 Los Angeles, California, 140 p.m. Okay, that's a little fast for me. I'm sorry, I'll go March twenty sixth, nineteen seventy four. No, sixty four. Sixty four. Okay. And one one forty p.m. Okay. One Los Angeles, California. P.m. and that's L.A. Okay. So I should have ten degrees Leo rising right there for that time. Okay, we'll see in just a sec. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> Let's see, Los Angeles. Yeah, even even if you use Coke and I use um, Placidus, you would still have that mm-hmm. rising. Okay, so for those who are listening and understood what I just said, and the rest of you just ignore it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Yes, I have 10 degrees Leo, 57 minutes rising. So let's go ahead and take a look at the dynamics, though, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're probably real familiar with your chart, it sounds like. So. You no, know, I am. But one thing I'm a little bit, I need more study on is um, progressions, transits, yeah. But, you know, anyway, just go ahead and tell me. Yeah, I'm... well, you know, you want to treat the progressions. They're very important Yeah. for anybody who's listening who studies astrology. I mean, I, I meet a lot of young astrologers. And when I say young, I don't mean your age. I mean, just haven't been studying that long who um who don't even look at the progressions but activation of uh the planets in transit on a progression is significant and shouldn't be overlooked so that's very important would you call a progression also just really quickly a um the solar arc is also a form of main progression right basically because you're talking the whole solar chart moving or is that absolutely that's really what a progression is when you're doing secondary progression it's like a solar arc that's exactly correct Mm -hmm. So okay. when we, can I interrupt just a second? Sure. Um, three eight six. Could you mute your phone, please, while we're um, talking? And okay. I will. Sorry. No sorry. problem. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So when, when the first thing I'm noticing as I look at your chart, uh, well, I'm noticing a couple of things. But Uranus is, you know, moving towards your midheaven, and that's you know going to be a key event when it, it gets you have Jupiter as your most elevated planet. For those who don't understand what I've said, that means that Jupiter, the planet that I call Santa Claus, okay, is the planet that gives the greatest gifts and opens up doorways. That is closest to the midheaven. So at the moment that Noreen was born, Jupiter was almost at the 
middle of the sky if you were looking up at the moment she was born and could see the stars and the planets, which you couldn't in the middle of the day from Los Angeles. But nonetheless, that's where it was. So uh, Uranus activating uh, Jupiter is coming up for you. And uh, that can make some real significant changes. It could also open a doorway through some kind of travel because Uranus does love to travel and so does Jupiter. And I don't know if you have any plans coming up, but this is... I do, actually. I mean, not immediate, but within a year or two, I do. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, it's going to be, it could be a year or two down the road. So that's, and and it could be that you're going to go somewhere to study. It could be that you're going to go to the Olympics. I don't know. You you were (laughs) born with Jupiter and Aries, so that could be the Olympics. I'm not really into those sporting, I mean, I I like physical activity, but I'm not going to travel for sport. It'll be more, you know, cultural and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, having Aries on the ninth house, this is the house of... um, uh, of travel it's the house of spirituality but putting Aries on this cusp Aries is like uh, the warrior for those who are not familiar with Aries it's like the foot soldier who runs out into the war uh, without even considering the possibilities so it's also the sign of breakthroughs new beginnings so when we have Jupiter in Aries in this house and Uranus in Aries which is all about sudden opportunities sudden change sudden events you can have a breakthrough of some kind where you're going to suddenly decide, I want to do this. I want to learn this. I want to travel to this place and learn this thing. So, you know, that could be coming up for you. And it could be through the travel that that activates. And let's see here. You know, that's kind of your Jupiter is pretty much on its own. It's well, in I think, a I think Venus right now is trying Pluto now. That's you know, and I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I suppose I don't know. <laughs> you, you, not, mean Venus, opened up. Hmm? you mean Venus in the sky? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no. My my natal Venus, I think, is trying the the, the Pluto right now. I mean, like. You mean Capricorn. Pluto is trining Venus? I'm Got sorry. It. Okay, I should yeah. say Venus right now. Yeah, you have to change the way you yeah, say I'm that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the activation is always from the planet that's traveling. So right. Pluto making a trying to Venus is an opportunity for transformation, for sure, of things that you love, things that involve your career. Um, and if you have, and it's coming through the sixth house, so mm-hmm. there could be an opportunity of some kind to literally change your workplace or to beautify your workplace or a change that will maybe, uh, it could even be some kind of a merger of a company that beautifies your workplace, but there's some opportunity for you coming up and, and it should be a good one. Do you do something with your hands or do you do something um, with beautiful or luxury things? Well, yeah, because with my Venus and Taurus, I've been doing, well, I do a few things, but massage is one of the things I do. Okay, so, you there know, we go. Thinking. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, that makes good sense. And uh, so that, so coming up, you may find that you're going to um, transform the, the workplace is what it looks like. So there may be an opportunity. And right now your progressed uh, sun has already passed, unfortunately, Venus. And uh, progressed Jupiter is applying, but it would be a long time before it ever catches that. Um, but you were born with the moon 
absolutely trying your Venus. So, mm-hmm. so maybe this change, because this change is, is basically a grand trine for you. There is a doorway that opens up here that can give you more of what you need or desire in terms of what you value and also in terms of income. And it might even give you an opportunity to work out of a home or work from home or mm-hmm. do something regarding your home. Yeah, that's kind of the trend that's been going on the last few years that I see not stopping really, you know. Mm-hmm. And also um the uh because Pluto's in the right now in my 6th house, mm-hmm. it does it does directly has been making major changes in my health regimen since ever since I entered the Oh, absolutely. It will do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a good thing. That's always mm-hmm. never a bad thing. For you, you know, you have uh, Capricorn on the house of, on your sixth house. The house, sixth house, for those who are not familiar with astrology, is the house of your health. It's also the house of your workplace. And when we put Capricorn on this cusp, uh, people with that signature tend to be more regimented. They're more, they tend to control their health better. Um, but health issues develop usually in the bones or the teeth or the skin because Capricorn mm-hmm. rules those. It could also develop in the knees. Uh, because almost invariably, if you are a Capricorn or have major Capricorn preponderances in your chart, the issues when you get older will be your knees. Mm-hmm. We can always point to that. Um, but looking, where's your, I'm looking for your natal. I saw it a second ago and I lost it. Zero degrees of Pisces is your natal Saturn. Mm-hmm. So the key here is for you, for you to um, make sure that you're getting enough iron in your diet. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So ferrum Foss, if you're not familiar with the cell salts that make up the human body, there are only 12 of them. Huh? Ferrum, ferrum Foss is the cell salt I would highly recommend you start taking. And any, oh, especially because you have. With a, is it spelled with a PH by chance? No, it's Ferrum, F as in Frank, E R R U M. And then the last word is Foss, P H O S. Oh, okay. It's a cell salt. You have to go to a health food store to find it. Right. And that's spelled with the letter C as in C-E-L-L as in the cells of the body. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Got it. Yeah. yeah. But that will help you with your health. Um, because well, You know, I actually, maybe I'm incorrect to state this. I I mean, Saturn in Pisces, is, it's not in a detriment or fall position, but uh, I don't know. I hear it's not in the best position. I don't know. Well, it's not in the best position, but it's not a terrible position for Saturn, you know, compared to your Jupiter. Well, actually, I don't even find that terrible for Jupiter in Aries. You know, it's still a fire sign. It's just that Mm -hmm. Jupiter is more expansive and Aries is more personal and uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it, it kind of fights with itself in that sign. And Mm -hmm. Saturn in Pisces eh, can get along better, I think, in Pisces than Jupiter does in Aries. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. that way. I mean, I hope I'm helping. Well, the- Saturn, Saturn is very tight with the Earth, and when you put it in a water sign, it just—it's good for building. So it's not a bad thing. Well, I mean, I'm hoping other listeners, you know, are, are like getting something from this because obviously Saturn's generational, and there's a lot of people with Saturn in Pisces, you know. So absolutely, like- absolutely. And also Chiron. I had a Chiron return, you know. That wasn't, that wasn't in my natally. I have it in Pisces as well. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what your Chiron in Pisces is about in the eighth yeah. house? It's an eighth house. Oh man, that's, yeah. yeah. It's kind of for a- those who are listening, uh, Chiron is, um, 
is considered uh, uh, like it's considered an asteroid. But uh, astrologically, we've found that its movement seems to indicate where one is most wounded in life. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that wound through their life, they have to learn to heal it. And as a result of healing it, then they become the teacher to help others through that process Mm -hmm. so it's very important Uh, it's a very important uh, asteroid there are lots of asteroids by the way so in pisces pisces is all about uh well pisces covers everything from uh the depths of despair and drugs Mm -hmm. to the heights of spirituality and nirvana um pisces is everything that uh people use to escape and at the same time, it's everything that people use to get to a point of complete awareness. So it's fascinating when you think about Pisces. Pisces also embeds in it all the interest of our past lives, all the karma. And so it's how we can sometimes sabotage ourselves or hold ourselves back. And in the eighth house, this is the house of transformation it's the house of everything that is intimate and the sharing of our resources with others and that can be everything from sharing the resources of your physical body to the resources of your money so uh, it's all in this house so to put chiron here says where am i most wounded i am most wounded in the ways that i may have uh given away my resources uh, allow someone to take them. Pisces is also very naive and can be so compassionate that others can take things from you and you don't realize they're taking or using you. You are giving in a very kind and loving manner, but they are actually using you. So where you are most wounded will come in here somewhere. And as a result of that, this is where you must heal. And Chiron return, which means that Chiron in the sky, in its transiting motion, finally comes back to that same point it was at the moment you were born. So it comes back to say, what have you done? Have you discovered me? Have you understood me? Are you now teaching? And I can only say, so how are you, Noreen? (laughs) Man, well, I just had that, you know, that was... That was a major, um, I think anybody, any listener listening, anybody that's a Chiron return, that's pretty monumental. It is. How many years is that? Uh, I think it's 28, if I remember correctly. Because I, I know yeah, Saturn is, Saturn's 30, so. Yeah, the Saturn's actually right, right, they're right about the same. Uh, Saturn's 28 years, every 28 years, and it's on and off because both of these go retrograde, and so we can't give an exact but uh, you can almost, I'll tell you what, if you listen to the news when they talk about some young man doing something, shooting somebody or hurting himself or jumping off a cliff or whatever, almost invariably they're going to tell you he's 27, 28 years old, 29 years old. It's going to be right in that framework. I almost guarantee you're going to hear it now that you start listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So just one last question. I have not gotten an answer for some reason. Astrologers, I haven't had a chance too much to bring it up, but I think, can you confirm whether I have a yod between um, Mercury, Neptune, and the moon? I think I do. Mercury and Neptune, let's see, where's your, oh, you okay? And the moon? 
I think okay, I have yeah. A so uh, Mercury and your Moon and Neptune are both in. So to explain to people who are listening, because they don't know what a yacht is, it's got to sound like another language. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call that in astrology the finger of God. It's a, a statement where two planets, in this case, your Moon and Neptune are in what we call a, a, a kind connection, an aspect, we call it in astrology, where they are in a sextile. So they are talking to each other and they get along really well. And when you put the moon and Neptune connecting like that, the person can be very psychic. Neptune uh, can bring in the intuition in, and the moon is all about your emotions. So there is a doorway that opens up when you put them in a sextile like that, especially with Neptune and Scorpio, which is all about the depths of of what is behind everything. What is the power? What is the resonation that's really taking place? So a uh, very intuitive statement. So then to see if there is a yod, you want to look for what we call in astrology a quincunx, which is a very odd word. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, a stress point in astrology and can actually have physical damage in the body or physical disease and it's an 150 degree aspect so you would go 150 degrees from Neptune around and it's easy to figure because if you went 180 it would be in the opposite sign okay so uh, in this case your Mercury is at 19 degrees of Aries so that is a quincunx from both of these planets okay we're gonna take a short break here we'll be back um Three, eight, six. Hang on. We'll get to you right after the break. want a biscuit? I gotta work now. Bob, lay down. I gotta work now. (sighs) Lay down. 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 You need to lay down. You already licked this, didn't you? Lay down. <laughs> so silly. Welcome back, everybody. This is Nightlight. And if you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener-supported, from the owner to the host to the producers, who we can't live without, to the staff. All are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and enlighten you that isn't found anywhere else. So thank you very much for hanging in there with us. Um, 
we are we are doing readings with Michelle Avanti, and if you'd like to call in for a, a peek at your stars, so to speak, the number is 928-202-4608. And right now we've got 386767. Hi, thanks so much for hanging in there with us. Okay. Can we have your name, please? <laughs> Joni. Joni. <laughs> yes, Joni. Tell us your date of birth, Joni. 6-16-1947. Sounds very familiar to me. 6-16-1947. What an interesting mm-hmm. voice you have. What is your Thank you. <laughs> what is your time of birth? Uh, I don't really remember, Michelle. I think Mom said it was 8 p.m. Okay, let's go with 8 p.m., Joni. It's great to hear your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom. And you were born in? Were you born in the Bronx, Manhattan, or? Bronx. Bronx, so. I could have told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Okie (laughs) dokie. Westchester here. (laughs) Yeah, I was born in Westchester, so, but, you know, family, we, we were born all over the place. Anywhere within the five boroughs could just turn out to be possible. That's for sure. <laughs> Not with that accent. <laughs> now, now, I was raised in the Bronx. Watch what you say. <laughs> okay, let's look at Joni's chart. I've never seen Joni's chart. Awesome. I know. <laughs> You know, you have Saturn going over your moon, your progressed moon. It's just just done this in the last month or so. Have you lost somebody that I'm unaware of? Saturn over the moon can make you very depressed and emotionally down, and it can be hard on you. Haven't really lost anybody, but things have been tough. Yeah, that's really, that is emotionally hard. And in the first house, it's... You just don't feel good about yourself. You feel older. You feel tired. Or you just don't feel as peppy as you normally are. Of course, the good news is this isn't going to last that long, and it's going to move its butt. But today, of all days, and no wonder you called, the moon is also there on top of the moon along with Saturn. They're conjunct. They're together. The moon has been together with Saturn all day and on top of your moon. So this has been a, a difficult, a more difficult than normal day for you. It was. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, but uh, the good news is it's not going to be as bad tomorrow. <laughs> so that's good. And uh, the day after that will be even better. But the moon is obviously moving off by tomorrow morning. It, it will not be anywhere near your moon. It will be past it, long past it. So that's the good news. Saturn, you know, let's see what the moon rules in your chart besides being in your first house, which, by the way, for all of the listeners who know that they have a moon in the first house, when it enters your first house, you can end up with a lot of water gain. (laughs) And that's not fun either. Um, Fortunately, you have Sag in that house. So, you know, people with Sag on the ascendant don't necessarily gain weight. Uh, They might fluctuate, but they're not going to gain it the way somebody who is born with the sun in the first house or the moon in the first house might. So let's just take a look here for a second. So 
the moon in your chart, it, it's the ruler of your eighth house, which is a house that we were talking about earlier. Wow, you also have Saturn in that house. Eighth house is the house of other people's, how you share your resources with others. And the tax man is in this house. And anytime mm-hmm. I see somebody who is born with Saturn in the eighth house, I give them the heads up. Always make sure all your details are in order. Uh, the good news is Saturn right now is in Sag, so it's not going to be harmful to your natal Saturn. But when Saturn goes into uh, the next sign, it will be opposing your natal Saturn. So make sure all your tax stuff, all the I's are dotted and everything, as they say. Because when we have Saturn opposing Saturn, where it's an eighth house issue, uh, we can get audited. And uh, you always oh. want to have everything in order. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm good for that. Yeah, I had a feeling you probably are, but nonetheless, it's <laughs> it's important to know. Let's see what else is going on. You know, you you were born with Uranus on the seventh house, because it doesn't surprise me there at all, and your son on this in the seventh house. So you're a person who doesn't. You're a person who loves change, and you love unique and unusual people, and you tend to connect with unusual people. And the people you marry could tend to be unusual as well. They're people with varied interests, not just dumb to dumb kind of people. They're mm-hmm. not just ordinary. They have to have something, and communication skills incredibly important to you. Uh, Uranus has been going through your fourth house, and so I don't know if you've been sleeping very well, because while it travels, we don't sleep as well as normal. And it's not going to make you move, because I know you've already moved, but you may change things around. (laughs) (laughs) Things are in flux. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel completely settled till it gets out of that house, and it's going to be a while, so I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. What do we got going? Jupiter is going through your uh, 10th house. And of course, well, you know what? Jupiter at 22 degrees is making a beautiful trying to Uranus. So there could be, there could be some opportunity uh, for travel. Uh, there might be an opportunity to connect with someone new or to go out somewhere that um, might be a great social event for you. It certainly is going it, to, right now it's in retrograde. It's going to turn around and go come back this early this fall and uh, when it does that opportunity will really blossom out so there's something coming up for you i'd take advantage of it because it will really be fun so you've got good news coming up when jupiter turns around and uh, it will be out of the blue somebody will surprise you somebody might even fly in that you haven't seen for a long time Mm -hmm. so that's there are you traveling in the fall, Michelle? Oh, I, I only wish. <laughs> Me, I, you know, I don't do planes very well. I know. <laughs> Last time I did a plane, I got Bell's palsy. I just don't feel that great about planes. Uh, right now, um, Mars is in a quincunx action to your Jupiter, and uh, and Uranus also is. So you have to be careful when you have Mars and Uranus in a quincunx like this. So... Here's my news to you. Be careful around the house. Do not be extreme. Pay attention if you're handling a knife or anything made out of metal. Because with this combination, and it's over this next couple of days. Uh, it's amazing that we got, you called me when it's at 17 and you're, you've got a 
just a few degrees here. So it's like the next four days. Be careful uh, with your car around the house. This is really around the house. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, anything metal, your garage door. I try to think of all the things, but I never think of them all. The last time I saw this, I told Joe, honey, be careful with everything metal. And I gave him a long list. He came home that night and he said, you forgot to tell me about lifting weights. And he had dropped a weight on his foot. Oh, so, no. <laughs> I can't think of everything, but I try. Okay, but uh, I'll look out. Yeah, no, pay attention. Really ser- seriously, I'm I'm not joking. I had a, a lady with this some years back, and I told her that, and she went and cut her finger. Ugh. Oof. So, yeah, don't do this. Don't do that. Okay. okay. Uh, so that's, you need to watch for that right now. What else is going on? Do you have any specific questions? I should ask you that. Not only- really. Okay. Not really. We just want to see just- what you see. Yeah, let's see here. Got the North Node. Um, I I was just kind of looking at health things. I just want to make sure health is good. Uh, you have Gemini on the sixth house cusp, so Mercury is involved with health. Uh, as long as your Mercury is not under siege, you should be fine. Uh, and uh, your progressed Mercury is in that eighth house. It's already gone through all the stuff that it probably caused problems some years back. But it's not in any zone now to cause any problems. And Saturn is is supporting it. It will make an opposition. Like I said, you should call me. It's, okay. it's you know, it's it's probably two years from now. It's not right now. Okay, but okay, good. Call me in, and we'll I'll get you the dates on that. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what else. Anything else I'm seeing? Any do do do. Pluto, Pluto's not doing anything yet. It's already done. It's what it could do. You know, that's a year, some years back. Where, and, where is, where's Gemini for her? Because in the spread that Gemini, I have, Gemini is the sixth house. So tell me, tell, tell her what you're finding. Well, I have Gemini, a uh, Gemini. Sorry, um, <laughs> as this as the central card for the spread that I put out. So mm-hmm. one, two, three. Well, four, that's her five, son. Two. She she has her son in Gemini. Okay, well, that, I don't know how that happens, but it does. But but the sixth house here um, has new foundations. It's almost as though you're you're beginning to rebuild and and restructure yourself, so that so that it feels like there's a greater stability for you here, um, though not necessarily in your physical home, but but in the spiritual home. There's a there's a, a wonderful stability here that is that is new and that is stretching you and taking you outside of the box in many new directions so that so that it it feels to me as though this is going to be a year where you shine i mean uh, is is it going to be difficult of course uh you checked all the boxes you were a very ambitious spirit before you came into this lifetime so so you know don't grumble when things are thrown at you because you, you you chartered it but you know, and next time, don't drink before you go into the building to check the boxes. But um, okay, <laughs> I just can't see angels drinking. But nonetheless, um, no, I, I, I think. Well, I'm not sure they actually drink, but I do, I do believe that that you know you spend a, a great deal of time on the other side, and and as you get to the point before you come, before you you, you reintegrate into the earth plane. 
you, you get very ambitious and forget that there are difficulties here. That's absolutely true. So, so. I um, guess you could use the word getting high on all the good things in the, at the higher levels. And so you think it's all going to be just fine when you come down here. Yeah. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather see them going into a bar and saying, let's have a drink before we go back there. <laughs> I, um, but, I love but, you, Barbara. <laughs> but, but, but I, I, you know, though your spirit is ambitious, I think the achievements you make, and, and the one thing that I, I see in the, these cards that, that I absolutely have to say to you is that even though sometimes you wonder if people are listening to you and the wisdom that you get, you are not rolling pearls before swine. People are paying attention to you. You have impacted the lives of probably millions of people and change has been all over the place because of the wisdom that you have shared. So please know that what you've said, even though it looked like it was falling on deaf ears, it wasn't. People heard you. Oh, good. That's awesome. Good. Not maybe in the restaurant when you want extra water, but you know, when you're when, when you're handing out the good stuff, they listen. Okay, that's true, though. It's, it's true. It's so great to hear your voice. Okay, I'm the go-to person. Yeah, I got people all the time. You know, you know me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you you are truly a Gemini. Gemini is the sign of the networker, the one who connects everybody, connects the dots between people. So you have always been that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, good. Thank you so much for calling. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. Soon. I look forward okay. to it. Send my best to Polly. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Okay, I this is this is yeah, I am so curious because with the exception of her, mm-hmm. almost everybody that has called in tonight was Pisces. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm Pisces. It's interesting, huh? <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's it's sort of like, you know, I people do tend to 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 gener- to to be drawn to to be um you know, connected to, I think, similarities, which, which, you know, because when I heard the second and then Wally and then, you know, it, it was sort of like, wow, that is really cool. I wonder what it is. And, and uh, I, I guess there are similarities and synchronicities between the signs, even though there are many years difference between all the people that called. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, it's when we talk about sun sign, we have certain qualities that are inherent in the sun sign. And what happens is based on where it's placed in the chart. So the moment that the person is born can make a big difference in how active that sign is. So you can have it mitigated so that the person doesn't seem like a Pisces, but is a Pisces, or you can have it where it's really, really exacerbated as we have had a few uh, people call tonight where their sun, their Mercury, their Venus are all in Pisces. That's that's uh, a stellium, a small stellium in Pisces. Mm. I did have I did have another question that has been um, um, bothering me. Not not bothering me, but but is a curiosity that that I'm not familiar with, and because I'm not an astrologer and I don't understand a lot of the the stuff you're saying. I, I mean, I when you speak English, I do, but when you speak astrology. <laughs> Totally lose me. Got it. But, 
but there there is a um, an aspect that I understand we are coming into, and um, it was explained to me that it was the progression of the equinoxes, and it takes place about every thirty thousand years. Are you familiar with this? Uh, progression of the I'm going to say yeah yeah I understand what the progression of the equinoxes is, but I think it it's a connection to the twenty six thousand years. So I don't know if it's I don't see the thirty three thousand yeah. years. Oh, okay, yeah, the twenty six thousand year. Uh, yeah, I'll go for that. Um, yeah. Is this a, a cosmic? Um, yeah, whenever you talk about uh, progression of the equinoxes, you're talking about an actual constellation, a cosmic, uh, soul, an event that's the result of solar system movement, not just when we talk natal astrology, we're talking about the planets moving around the earth. It's geocentric. In other words, it's off of the earth. The experiences, the earth experiences as a result of the planets movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we talk about a progression of the equinoxes, we're talking about solar system movement, the entire solar system moving around its sun. Sirius is the sun of our sun. Does that make sense to everybody out there? Do you understand what I've said? I got it. Okay, good. So our solar system, it takes 26,000 years for our solar system to go around its sun, which is Sirius. Okay. Sirius, the the sun, the fixed star. Now I'm serious about this. Um, <laughs> no, no, really, really. Um, I know, Barbara. I believe it. No, no, there's a reason for this. Now, of course, this is a key, key time. This is a key time. Even anyone who's listening who's a biblical scholar will know that there is a a statement in the Bible that says when uh, our planet or when our solar system or when our star, it depends on what edition of the Bible you're reading, uh, returns to the footstool of the dog star change will come are we at the footstool yes we are okay now i heard this explained and and the reason i'm i'm pulling it up well two actually um at this particular time frame at this this when we're at the footstool yep um this is a time when when those who are attuned those who are aware those who are awake or you know, I, I don't want to use the word psychic but i guess it's the better best best term to use because that then everybody will understand you could say just uh, intuitive the the ability to reach not only um across the veil into um where those who have crossed over are but this is a time in which it is you are better able um to to reach into other dimensions as well. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, this is there. The footstool of the dog star is a doorway. It's, I guess, in science you would call it a black hole. Okay. Um, it's a doorway to other solar systems and other dimensions. It's a, it's a doorway that you don't have to go for millions and millions and millions of years to travel across. It's like a slipknot. You can just slip through and you find yourself in solar systems that are millennia in time away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it means that we, through our ability to ask the question, can get answers to things that we didn't even know existed. Yes. 
So there will be an expansion of consciousness as a result of all of that. When you are open to receive the unknown, the unexplained, things that do not fit the linear mind and the consciousness that has been developed for centuries in this zone we call Earth, when you are willing to receive the unknown, you are now in a time zone where you can receive it. You may not completely understand it, but if you give it time, it will grow to your awareness because you're activating parts of the mind where there is the ability to know, but that have not been active before. Okay, so that so that would explain... Um, it, 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 it just feels that the on top of the fact that people are waking up and becoming more aware, there is more and more and more attention on interdimensional stuff, on reaching into a greater cosmic consciousness than just the the higher consciousness that that, that you know people are um, have been talking about for decades and decades. So that so that we are really at a point in time where. Not only are, are, are those who are sensitive able to, to reach beyond, beyond uh, but, but they're actually able to tap into other dimensions and other um, star systems even, I guess. Uh, and, and this is a time, at least from, from my understanding, that some of the falsehoods that have been doled out to us are going to be um, come to the light and we're going to understand that, that a lot of the myths that have been woven because there was no real explanation for things are going to be dispelled because there is going to be a greater awareness of a greater spiritual universe out there. That makes sense? Yeah, that it, that it makes sense and it's it's also... Uh, absolutely true. Um, we 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 coming to a, we're in a space where anything is plausible and anything is possible if you agree to know, agree to be part of the greater episode of creation. We as individuals are now, like you said, we're, we're going beyond just looking for higher states of consciousness. We're going to understand oneness, coming to an awareness of oneness. And when most people think of oneness, they may think of uh, being connected to the planet, being connected to the trees and to other life forms, which is a main part of oneness when you are using the geometric viewpoint the earth viewpoint but oneness is so much far beyond Gaia Gaia is one piece of an enormous puzzle and we are part of all of it we're not limited to Gaia and we're not limited in any way to just the species that we know of here because we are part of everything in creation. Mm -hmm. And so once you open up to that possibility and go beyond this, allow that information to come to you, 
your awareness will see things that you'll go, wow, I don't know what that is. Didn't know it existed. Hmm, does it have yeah. a name? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we are trying to understand who each of us are. And, you know, when we say we are each a conscious, eternal spark of God, it's a, a little image. <laughs> it doesn't really show you what you are. No. Well, <laughs> it that's... sounds like a little little image, you know, but every one of us is enormous and beyond our imagination in terms of power. Well, each, each of us is actually the source of a new universe at some time. And... Or multiple ones. Yes. Absolutely. And, and if you so... think just of the human body, I always think of the human body as an organism of universes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at it uh, in that respect, you, you have astrologically, we look at the different parts of the body, the different organs of the body are ruled by different planets. That's so true. it's yeah. like you have an entire solar system within the 50, 50 trillion, is it 50 or 500 trillion? I don't know. The numbers are too big for me. Uh, cells that are in the human body. So when you start to look that way and when you look at a cell, every cell is a small universe. It's a small solar system. Oh, absolutely. And the reason I asked is because um, I'm going to have on uh, – at the end of the month, the, the, the guy that discovered the Bosnian pyramids and is, is, is actually exploring the tunnels and things that are there under the pyramids, um, actually next week. And, um, they're, they're one of the stones that they found in one of the tunnels. Well, there, there are a lot of stones that have, um, pictographs of some sort mm-hmm. in them. And one of the pictographs was, was translated, it was translated, well, first of all, they carbon dated, they carbon dated a lot of the stuff that, that are in these tunnels, and they carbon date back to between 26 and 30,000 years, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the pictograph, as they, as they um, deciphered it, said, said something to the effect that... Um, they had filled in the tunnels that they were going to um, have to uh, survive there as warriors and, and stuff like that and wait until the Stargate opens again. Oh, fascinating. So, and so that, so that in other words, we're, we're just about at the time frame when. Well, the Stargate is open. That Stargate will open again. Yes, and and I find it fascinating that that they were discovered a number of years ago, and they are in you know excavating it all, and and it's almost as though it's it's time to open the door again and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it was really kind of fascinating. We do have another caller. Okay. Oops, no, we don't. I lied. <laughs> um, or you almost lied. Well, I almost lied. There, I mean. I when I started there was a caller there but they seem to have hung up so they may have dropped because sometimes that happens here. Yes, we've <laughs> seen that, haven't we? <laughs> we don't want to go there, do we? This has been a delightful session yeah, here. <laughs> it has been. It has been. Um and you know so you know knocking on wood we have another 25 minutes we're going to make it. Um cool. But but so so I'm kind of 
you know, looking at this, and and of course he's an archaeologist, not 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 really. I mean, open to spirituality. Okay, we'll try to grab this person real fast. Seven eight zero. Hi, you're on the air. Hi there. Oh, Thanks for taking have, my call. Can we <laughs> it's have Lynn your... calling? Hi, Lynn. Michelle. And, and, and your birthday is? I didn't catch my, your name, by the way. I didn't catch. It's li- it's Lynn. Lynn. And my yeah, and my birthday is December twenty fourth, nineteen sixty three. So I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> yes, you're just born in the early part of Capricorn. So what is your date time of birth, do you know? Uh two o'clock in the afternoon. Two PM. And where were you born? In Canada, in a small town called Bonnieville. Bonnieville. Is it spelled B O N N I E V I L L E? B-O-N-N-Y. V-I-L-L-E. Oh, B-O-N-N-Y, of course. Mm-hmm. It's that British stuff, Bonnieville. <laughs> it's probably Scottish, actually. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and that's Canada. So let's see if my little... Oh, found it with no problem. Mm-hmm. You never know. Uh, my, my, my atlas usually finds everything, so it's unusual when it doesn't. Let's take a look and see what your chart looks like. Hmm. So we have a lot of things going on uh, in in the twelfth house. You've had Uranus go through there, and boy, that was probably not always easy over this last. Uh, I want to say the last seven years, approximately. Mm. That had to be yeah. a bit of a challenge, to say the least. Um, but it, it's fortunate. Well, it's getting ready to go over your ascendant, so don't be surprised if you change your hair color or something strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Uranus going over the ascendant makes us suddenly decide to change something about the, our appearance, and we okay. make it radical, mm-hmm. and people might look at us like, what did you do? But don't mm-hmm. worry about it. You, you'll get past that you were born with a a a taurus ascendant so Mm -hmm. you're someone who uh tends to dress in a very beautiful way taurus likes things to be beautiful so so whatever you do that's radical i don't know maybe you'll start wearing some wild color or something um It's Maybe I'll cut my hair shorter. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's I. I had uh, years ago when I was teaching a class. I had a beautiful, beautiful Asian woman who was in my class with her gorgeous long dark hair, and uh, she came in one night and she had cut her hair short and had like a purple mohawk. And I says, "Let's go look at your chart. You've had your honest strike your ascendant." <laughs> And sure enough, she had. It was mind blowing. <laughs> I'm sure you won't do that, but nonetheless. <laughs> so when so. you say ascendant, what is that? Your rising yes, sign. Yes, they call oh, the okay. rising sign. And just so why I call it the ascendant rather than the rising. At the moment that you were born, okay, at that moment when you took your first breath, these are the planets. That was the constellation. It was 29 degrees of Taurus that was actually on the horizon line rising up at that time. So mm. it's the ascendant. And that okay. gives us our look, gives us our appearance mm. and how people see oh, us. Okay. So, But you were born, uh, you have Jupiter and you have the moon in the 12th. And uh, so mm-hmm. your mom highly... Uh, she is a karmic connection to you and mm-hmm. warriors. You were warriors together, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how she was in this lifetime. I'm trying to look for your son. 
and the sun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. Cancer is usually a great sign for a mom. Yeah. But your your moon is in Aries, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it didn't make for a great connection to your mom, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Unless her moon, of course, was in a fire sign. I don't know. Who knows where her moon was. But uh, when we have the moon in Aries, we like like to get out and about. We like to be seen. We like to do things. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's not somebody who stays inside, whereas uh, like your son in cancer tends to be more nurturing and more concerned about food and more concerned about home. So very different, very different. Your needs are to be out and about and be more athletic. And, and with your connection to Jupiter, you would be someone who really enjoys uh, perhaps traveling to new places. Yeah. And, uh, and you have to be careful with that combination in the 12th because this is the house where old karma, which we can't remember or see, uh, can cause us to sabotage ourselves in some way. And the way you would mm-hmm. is your desire to go too fast or to get out there and see too much uh, can over could cause problems, could overwhelm you in some way. Mm-hmm. Do you so. see any travel coming for me this year? <laughs> You have Pluto up there in the ninth house, the house of travel, and uh, Pluto was, well, that's not my favorite planet to be traveling under. No. Okay. <laughs> it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you won't. I mean, it's uh, working on uh, connecting to your Mercury, and Mercury in that house says, you, again, it says, I, I love to travel, I love history, I, I love to mm-hmm. learn, and, and mm-hmm. all the historic or old structures, you're someone who's going to go mm-hmm. visit all of them, and take advantage yeah. of all that knowledge and Pluto coming to it can say I'll transform as a, the way that I look at things so it would be good to have some travel with that and mm-hmm. uh let's see Jupiter is in Libra right now and uh it's mm-hmm. of course in retrograde but it's actually making a square to your Mercury so it would be a challenge for you to travel right now mm-hmm. okay um mm-hmm. Actually, there'll be a little time in between where Jupiter is, you know, right now it's applying to your Mercury. But what is it? Maybe two months from now it won't be. It will be out of connection completely. So let's see where your progress is. Maybe there's something in your progress that'll help you. Nope. Your progress is a square to your Mercury as well. So, you know, you're really challenged to do any traveling at this point. This is not... It's just kind of not there. Yeah, it's not been working out. Actually. Yeah, I would so. think it would be. And Uranus is not helping either. Uranus is not helping at all. It's squaring mm-hmm. also. And with Pluto and Uranus in that position, I would not get on a plane if I were you. Uh, no. That's not my idea of a good time. Um, <laughs> okay. no. Wait till these guys get out of that zone. It'll be. It, it won't be After. that long for them to be okay. out of. But it After. may. It may take a, a year or two years, and okay. then you know. And okay. certainly next year, next fall. Okay, you could look at it next fall and see if they're just out of position, which they probably will be. And then Jupiter will have gone into the next sign when it goes into Scorpio. Uh, it's going to work well with your Mercury, but it's not really going to do it till around this time next year. Okay. Where it's actually mm-hmm. making contact with your Mercury. Once it makes that contact and it's lovely, that's a lovely contact. That's a sextile that says, you're protected. Go enjoy yourself. You'll have a grand time. Next year, this time. Around yeah? this time. And I'd have oh, okay. to check it to make sure because it does oh, go back okay. and forth. But probably around this time next year. Okay. 
So. Um, I'm involved in a lawsuit right now, a couple oh, of actually. Wow, yeah, well, that's the ninth house also. That's the ninth house issue. Uh, if there's any way you can delay the lawsuit till this time next year, you'll you'll win it. Yeah. Um, if you can't delay it, I I don't it's know been that going slowly, so it might be this time next year. Well, I I'd push for it if I could, because mm-hmm. right now with this combination with Uranus making a square to Mercury and Pluto being in this house, um, you know your chance and Jupiter's not helping. You're not getting any support. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of support there for that lawsuit. So, but next year, once Jupiter makes that trine, and if you pick the right dates and you can find a way to finagle it so that you can be in the courtroom for a solution on that date, mm-hmm. is a okay. possibility, uh, then you would have the support you need to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your progressed Saturn is not offering anything, and Saturn rules your ninth house. Uh, it's at 25 degrees of uh, Aquarius, so it's not actually making complete contact to Mercury. It's already past it, so that's good. The, but the, your natal is. You were born with Saturn in a, in a um, semi-sextile, well, a semi-sextile to Mercury. So that tells me that your chances with lawsuits natally are not good they're stressful and it's not a mm-hmm. conclusion though yeah because the outer planets planets that are traveling can certainly bring in the support to change that picture mm-hmm. and that's why if i could tell you hold mm-hmm. off till uh you get jupiter closer to that 20 degree mark next year of okay. uh scorpio you have a much better chance much better chance michelle okay. we gotta move on okay i'm sorry i I'm getting a little slow. I get a little tired. Oh. Can, can I just say one thing about, a, um, I see a pentagram on my chart. Does that mean anything or is that? Uh, I, I'm chart? not looking at the natal chart oh, okay. in, in front of me, but if you see a pentagram, a, six, yeah. a five-pointed star, yeah. uh, it depends on how, how that five-pointed star is working. Oh, but okay. yeah, usually anytime it's made up of triangles, the triangles mm-hmm. are very positive. Those are doorways that uh, are very helpful to you. And, and you can define those doorways by looking at each planet, knowing what the planet means and the houses that they rule and the houses they're deposited in. So there's mm. a little, it's a little complicated, but okay. you can do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Thanks, for, thanks awesome. for calling. Thank you so much. Kate. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Okay, we got one more we're going to squeeze in here. We have 231. Hi, you're on the air. Who is this? Marlene. Hi, Marlene. Marlene. What's your date of birth, Marlene? 2-13-34. February 13th. Born just before Valentine's, huh? 1934. And happy birthday to you because you just had a birthday. And what do you have any idea? Do you have any idea what time you were born? Uh, I was born probably around a late afternoon. So maybe 4 o'clock or so? A little later than that. I think doctor's hours were, uh, they had to come from his office. Uh, I gave, my mother gave birth at home. Okay. And Wow. So it was probably around 6 o'clock. Okay, I'm going to put in 6 o'clock. We're not going to be too uh, concerned about the wheel, though, so we'll look at the planets more than the wheel. So where were you born? Where? What city? 
Yes. Indus Lakes, Michigan. Indus Lakes. Detroit. That's Detroit? Detroit, Michigan, yeah. yeah. Detroit, Michigan, yes. Uh, okay, I should have just put in. That's why you were telling me put in Detroit, huh? <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> I, I, maybe I spelled in this lake's wrong. So. <laughs> Detroit. Okay, we'll go with that. And hit okay, and we'll go to the dynamic and see what it looks like. All righty. Well, I'll tell you, if indeed you were born around six o'clock, you would have a, a Leo ascendant, so you should have lots of hair. Do you have lots of hair? Well, I did at one time, but I'm losing it now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you know, I figure, yeah, I, you know, you weren't somebody born with little thin, thin hair. You were born with lots of it. Uh, that's usually yes, a, yes. A, a good sign that, that that rising sign is probably correct. So let's see, you have, you have Uranus, basically you have a Uranus return in your chart. Wow. Let's take a look at your Uranus. Your son is an Aquarius and Uranus is one of the rulers of Aquarius. And your natal Aquarius is in a great aspect, a sextile to your son and your moon. Your mom and dad loved each other. Wow. I love when I see that. That's so lovely. And they were together a long time from what I can tell. Wow. That's unusual also. Very nice. Um, so you've got a you, you came in with some good qualities there. And your Saturn. Yeah. yeah, let's see, your Saturn. Just I'm curious now. I gotta look at some things here. Your Saturn is in a good aspect also uh, uh to uh to Jupiter. So you have that wow, you have the Saturn Jupiter mark of the guru. Lovely. That tells me that you're you're just a person who knows how to uh, go forward with science, logic, structure, and and beauty. And you know how to expand properly so you grow and expand. And this is especially so in your, well, if this wheel is right and it's probably close, your, the way that you think and the way that you work and the way that you uh, handle your health. So th those are all really lovely statements and uh, – are you did you do your life more as a scientist or a logistical person somebody who worked with logic no actually more artistic musical artistic oh, okay yeah that'll work that'll work uh yeah okay i can see that uh but you would be unusual you, you whatever it is you did would be more unique you didn't do what everybody else was doing no certainly not yeah, so that's that's cool. You and that sextile, you should have some fame in your life there. Um, that sextile, if this wheel is correct, uh, Uranus has the ability to bring you fame and more recognition. And with the Uranus return here happening, uh, it may not have completely activated yet because it's only at twenty one degrees, and your natal is twenty four, and your progressed is twenty eight. So, uh, but that means probably in by next year or even in the next six months you you may have some kind of opportunity to be seen more um if you have that desire or maybe you'll take a trip but it wouldn't surprise me at all if you got some kind of national attention or some kind of in somebody does a show on you or writes a book on you or tells your story or does something have, have you? I have, have a good story. Yes. I, I bet you do. <laughs> Wish we had more time to talk. 
Yeah, but uh, you certainly have some kind of success opening up some doorway. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to do your memoirs or write a book, this might be the time to do it. Of course, Venus in oh Aquarius. Goodness, yes. Huh? Yes. My, yes, I've been thinking about that for about two years of doing that. Do it now. Do it now. I'm telling you, you're going to get the press you want. You're going to get the recognition you want if you do it now. Because in about six months' time, this is becomes active. And uh, once it hits that active, you, you'll get all kinds of people will be saying, oh, yeah, and you could become famous over it. Uh, whether you want to be famous or not, that's up to you. But, I mean, you could. <laughs> These opportunities yes. are not in everyone's charts. You understand that. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm feeling very strong uh, where I am right now in the past two days. I have done something that was Beyond what I thought I could do, I feared doing it, but I took a stand and I did it yesterday, and I feel so strong in doing it today. I wasn't forceful, but I got it done. Whatever the big boogeyman was, it's gone. I am so proud of you. And that's Saturn making a beautiful trine to Uranus in your chart. Saturn right now in the sky is activating your natal Uranus and your progress. It's actually hitting the sweet spot between the two. And uh, and that trine says you have the ability uh, to do something that might be difficult. And it's an opportunity for you to make a huge sudden and a, a, a remarkable sense of freedom, a change that brings freedom. Yes. So that's it's a beautiful statement. And all of this is not without challenges. So I don't want everybody on the call thinking that you just have a sweet chart. That is not true. <laughs> you, you you have challenges in this chart. God bless you, like all of us. Yes, I like, have. But... Uh, I see that. I mean, I you were born with Pluto making a square to Uranus. And we've been talking about Pluto and Uranus all night long. <laughs> it's unbelievable that we've been talking about them and here you're you're born with them in a square uh, so you have had the challenge of uh, attempting to break through and and transform transform uh to attain what your wishes and dreams are to empower yourself to break free and not do what your family said uh, must be done or the way that your family did things or uh and this can be ancestral too you know most people don't realize that every time they take a step beyond their family, they're breaking the chains that held their ancestors back. And uh, they're all there. All that is in the DNA. And we activate it in a way that allows us to move forward and our progeny to move forward. Whether you have progeny or not, it allows all the progeny of the world because there are parts of you and everyone. So it's it's a wonderful thing. Wow. So anyway, I, this is just... Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I lived and that I'm living at this age. And I was just talking with my son. I can remember horse-drawn wagons in yeah. the area that we live. You know, what uh, the garbage men that picked up, the uh, man who came around with uh, waffles, you know, with a horse-drawn. What I went from a horse-drawn carriage area era to jet propulsion, you know, space and such like that. And I think it's remarkable that I have lived through all this time and enjoyed it. You need to tell your story. (laughs) And you know what? Because you you do have Venus in Aquarius, you could tell your story electronically. You do not have to put it on paper. 
So don't confine yourself to paper unless you want paper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, the Venus in in Aquarius can break free of paper so uh get yourself a get a little mp3 player or just if you have a computer speak into it almost every computer today has the little microphone in there <laughs> just click oh, on it yes. talk into your computer yes. and uh otherwise get yourself a little mp3 recorder they cost about 50 dollars. you can go search one on amazon and and uh and record and they're wonderful because you carry them in your pocket you can go outside and record and 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 one recorder will go for hours and hours and hours so you can record several days worth on one recorder i like that idea so well yeah i I, and i would i would engage someone you know if you have uh, a nephew or niece or a grandchild or someone who who is talkative who would love to ask you questions ask them ask them to ask you some questions and and then record it because you'll be more alive when you tell the story it will be very convincing and fun excellent you bet i'd love to ask you so call me (laughs) (laughs) i bet barbara could too yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's a great idea, Michelle, because um, to have your story in your own voice is something that's so precious that, that um, will, will you know, live beyond you. Oh, I, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Keith, so much. Thank you, Wally, for bringing your mother on. This is a great show tonight. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> you have a wonderful night. Thank you. along host of nightlight radio inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material covering everything from the mundane to the magical ufos to unicorns and everything in between including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment let nightlight provide you with equal measure of light love and laughter insight wisdom and inspiration monday nights 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com.